0: Back to Divas Diamonds and Dollars podcast, offering whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters and sisters speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. For all you evolved men out there, welcome. We bring you the key success principles for leadership, personal finance, and business to empower you with the tools and strategies to help you live your best life. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. So now you've no doubt heard where there's a will, there's a way. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I submit to you that where there's a plan, there's a way. Now you thought long and hard about your dreams, your bold goals, but now the question becomes, How to bring the magic to life. Well, you're in the right place. Let's discuss. Okay, so you know, as we continue our journey for the four Ps of peak performance, we want to share with you some ideas on how to increase your income and reduce your debt. And if you're paying any kind of attention, you know that people of color lag not just in income, but also And net worth, which is the accumulation of your um, net worth definition is your assets minus liability is what's left over what you get to keep. So, for example, studies indicate that the average net worth for black people is 24,000 for Latinos uh, 36,000 compared to 100,000 for white people, and so the question is why is this so for people of color. Now, at the top of the list, one answer, naturally, is that we need more education. And in particular, we need to get a better handle on financial literacy. Now, you know, I hope you've been a longtime listener. We're in our second season. So during our podcast, you know, we often speak about personal finance, but also the possibilities that are available to the average person, right? Right. The, the things that we talk about, some of the wealth accumulation or asset accumulation strategies are available to you and me. This is not just for the elite, just not, not just for the wealthy. And so we, we bring that up into our conversation on, on, the, on the regular. Um, we're striving to do our part to help you increase your financial literacy. And by that, I also mean your confidence so that you will become more comfortable learning about and talking about money so that you can get to the earning, keeping, and investing of more money side of things. So when one is on a journey, I would say, of self-actualization, which is kind of what we're about, one of the benefits and possibly the greatest benefit gained, I would say, is becoming more solution-oriented, figuring out the how, and maybe the who side of success. So that was a mouthful (laughs) is what we're talking about. It's financial literacy, financial confidence, being solution oriented. We've got some big goals. We've got some big dreams. Now let's get to figuring out how we can make that. So, and for the most part, a lot of that does include some additional dollars and cents. So question is, do you need more money? I'm going to say, of course you do. Let me just take it by myself to tell you. Yes, you do. <laughs> because even if you're flying high, we hope. Um, when I'm talking about being a multipreneur, mostly it's not just so you can work more. It's so that you can create the lifestyle that you desire, but also part of that involves being able to invest more. Um, <clears throat> no one's going to get rich working the nine to five, and maybe you don't even want to get rich, but... The healthier you are, the longer you live, if you have family, children, people that you care about, it's helpful to have additional income investments, additional assets. So for me, Cecilia, now you were the one that reminded me about the um, <clears throat> studies on the different net worth. And mm-hmm. um Actually, you've been very helpful with some information because we're going to also talk about that later, is Mm -hmm. um the difference between kind of net worth, which is one viewpoint, and then some people track their cash flow, which is also huge, right? Um but before I share my goal, um, because again, one of the benefits of you and I talking is that we're kind of on a different, we're we're on different parts of our journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I used to tease you about being the poster child for career management, but I'm gonna have to say that you also get the gold star for money management um, because you know I'm I'm gonna say that you quote unquote did it right as far as being able to retire comfortably. Um, you know, I, I say this frequently is that you know working in affordable housing, I actually have the senior portfolio, um, and I can see people. Some of our residents, if you will, uh, the ones who are not lucky enough to do it, quote unquote, right? Or, you know, maybe they got ill or uh disabled. And then there's the folks, you know, wow, these people, they have a lot of assets. They did it right. But yet here they are. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a mixed bag, but what's what's your so I'm saying, do you need more money? I don't know. Um for people at different points. What do you say? Um, you, I, want you to, I want you to join this conversation from your viewpoint, because like I said, we're on a different tra- trajectory, but I mean, you also, you, you had a life before retirement, too, so I know you have a lot to say right. about that side, too.
1: But So, one of the things that I'm thankful for, a lot of times when, there's two things, it, the first one to your statement, do you need more money? I think you need to know what that is about. What do you need more money for? I think that helps you with the focus and it helps you determine what it is you want to do. So that's a big deal for me in that. um, So before retirement, one of the things I decided to do is to travel while I had more income. A lot of people talk about traveling after they retire, but you don't have the same amount of income, perhaps, or you have more decisions, life happens that you didn't think about was going to happen, which kind of impacts whether it's travel or some hobby, correct? So that one of the things I would suggest, uh, recommend to people is what what is it you want to do? Because everybody doesn't want to do the same thing. While I've done a lot of traveling, there are a lot of people who never travel, right? So how is this so? <laughs> and so um there's one we never talk about, but I'm going to mention it because it does make a difference. We I, I mentioned charitable giving. Well, for us, uh, we have this donations, but there's also if you are a church tither. Well, that's a big difference compared to other people who who don't do that in terms of how much money you might do in that sense. So, what are you doing with your money? So, how much? So, what are you doing with your money? Secondly. And and we'll get to this when we talk about the cash flow is keep in mind that life happens. And if we haven't learned anything else, this last two years, not only just the pandemic, but weather situations or whatever. So we do need to keep our eyes on what we want to do. and, And this whole subject of why you need to increase your income.
0: Okay, awesome. Because, you know, so I, like I said, I was making a bold statement. When I said, of course, you need more money. Um, obviously, I'm only saying that in relation to um, because I don't know you. <laughs> so, you mm-hmm. know, you might be flossing out there. So you <clears throat> might feel it be perfectly fine. But I'm speaking obviously in terms of the goals that we ask you to set in the beginning. Like, what are your personal goals um, and your professional goals, right? So, again, those two. Uh, building blocks if you will bring us to this part of the conversation um, so I'll just say that for myself in particular you know I, I, I I'm, I'm really 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 making this year about moving the needle to extreme excellence in that I want to be able to feel see and touch the difference so for me my goal is to um, increase my income by 25%. Like I have a six figure income for a single person. That's probably sounds good, uh, but I live in California. So it mm-hmm. kind of takes to glow off a little bit. Um, but you know, I am not doing bad at all. But at the same time, I I am a late starter on my retirement plan. So for me, yes, I, I do want to increase additional income so that I can invest more and I don't know if I'm going to go all the places to see it, but I do want to do some traveling and see this world before somebody blows it up. But um, so, yeah, that's my particular goal is to increase my income by 25 percent. Um, like I said, I'm doing OK, probably even well by some standards, but I can do everything I want or need. So that's the target that I've set for myself. Now, your goal may be different. Again, refresh your memory with the goals that you set in the personal and professional areas. And of course, consider your lifestyle and what your needs are, but do pick a specific amount to build toward because, you know, I'd say there's no need to set airy fairy goals. You need to be specific and measurable, Mm -hmm. um, achievable, realistic, irrelevant, and time bound. So look at your goals and define it in this particular case, your monetary goals. What does that look like for you? Um, but the question, of course, is how can you increase your income, right? So we've, we've done a few podcasts on this first one, so we're not going to hammer it home too much. But, you know, if you're working, W-2 employee, um, you might be in line for a raise or a promotion. And so we want you to negotiate a better rate. Um, you know what your the schedule is at your company. Hopefully, there's some type of schedule so that you can have this conversation in advance. Um, but just be ready to back it up. And then also, of course, if there you know pickings are slim in the office, maybe uh, maybe it's a new job. So for the career-minded people, those are the three key ways: it's a raise, a promotion, and or a different job. Anything else in the office? No, I would agree with you. The only thing I want to add,
1: as I've been listening to, as they say, the great resignation, and now I I heard the other day there's a new term for that, but I applaud people who are leaving their jobs for a better job. A better job also because they've changed how they feel they're viewed, but my cautionary tale is, you know, you got to leave let, let's do what's reasonable and the emotion. Cause some people, you know, when you put all that emotion into it, there's something to be said about, okay, when you leave your job, how much money are you leaving on the table?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two, I think sometimes people aren't thinking about social security, while that will not be your entire nest egg, but having looked at my social security, and, you know, it goes through every year and you see where you've done some things and you wonder, well, what happened on that year or what not? Mm-hmm. And so I just throw that in there about always be forward-looking and be careful about the decisions that you make. You know, because if you if we're talking about peak performance, the decision needs to be thought out.
0: And... Also, for these people that they say are are leaving in droves, I kind of, you know, um, wonder about the age group because, you know, your age kind of makes a difference too as far as you got to look at the big picture. We always want you to look at the big picture. Um, So also, um, you could consider maybe uh, growing a business on the side. And, you know, although I generally advocate starting with what you know, I was interviewing a a guest for our podcast coming up soon in the next few weeks. Um, She used the term, so I didn't come up with this, but I thought it was a good reminder. Um, When you're looking at um, creating a business on the side, and and I'm saying on the side is you have a job, and this is something you're going to start up um, and grow hopefully into something, is look at you, consider your uh, based on your GPS. And I like that because I thought it was helpful to remember. So when I say start with what you know, that means starting with your gifts. What are you naturally good at? Uh, do you have a hobby, something that people compliment you on? Can you monetize that? Can that be something that's worth a uh, business? Well? Same thing with what your passions are, same question. Um, in this case, this particular person is a photographer. She's self-taught. So she went out and, you know, you can do a lot of things with the camera. But um, there are other things that you could be good at. You know, you could be, um, you know, Etsy is full of people who can create. um, It's sound, people have that in mind that it's a craft place, but I've been on Etsy and there's so much on that website. I'm amazed and I did not know it was such a marketplace. But, you know, maybe look around Etsy for a little while and see what's out there, but something that you're good at and that you can create. um, So your passion or maybe it's, maybe it's the, I don't know, the piano, or I don't know, that's probably hard. My my brother-in-law is a pianist, and he teaches, but that involves, you know, a lot of time, so that might not be the ones. With, anyway, whatever your passions are.
1: You like this term? I think that applies to me. I mean, I, I like that. As a retired person, so you have taught me, my dear sister, I am not retired. I tell people I'm semi-retired, and I'm going to add to this because I'm using my gifts, passions, and skills from my former career that's what i do actually exactly coaching is exactly this i i really like this term so semi retire because i've got the gps going
0: well, thank you. I can't, well, I can't say thank you, but I mean, I thought it was a good reminder well, to yeah. so help people think about it. And, you know, GPS, you know, on the other hand, is also your guidepost, right? When mm-hmm. you're trying to go somewhere. So it really works twice. Right. Um, so your are I used to say SKA, skills, knowledge, and abilities. What did you use in your job? Mm-hmm. What do you use in your career? Because, you know, some people, they leave their job and they become a consultant for that job they're able to hire them on as a client after leave for example so if you know computers i mean you know there's so many things that people know that can be monetized in other places besides the office so your gps gps gifts passions and skills can turn into a business for you now i i'm just one of my clients is a short-term um, rental management company and so i do think about this i think this is a viable option You know, it is location, location, location. However, depending on where you are, um, that can be an avenue for additional income. A lot of people have made good money with short-term rentals. And, you know, the more I've gotten, worked with this client, the more I learn about it. Um, So if you do get into it, number one, be creative about it so for example vacation rental arbitrage and that means essentially subleasing a place like you pay the owner landlord x amount of dollars and anything over that amount you keep so that works with apartments that works with um uh, corporate houses um there are so many people like when you go there's so many Hmm. things that you can learn once you get into the industry so um Corporate rentals, for example, consider, again, things that I did not know about, traveling nurses. Are you near any major hospitals? So those traveling nurses and or doctors who come in, they're going to need a place to stay. Um, And just recently, I was reminded about insurance adjusters. They travel all over the place to look at whatever the damage was. Um, but again, they need a place to stay. So if you can get corporate, if you can get into corporate rentals, working with companies that raise your incomes a little bit more steady, or at least you can charge a little bit more. (laughs) So really take a look at short-term rentals. Um, if that's something viable for you and, uh, you know, I think that could really help out, especially like people I'm suggesting, like, um, For retired people, that's also a consideration. Now, just a couple more, because we have just gotten a little bit long in the tooth with this conversation. (laughs) I just want to say some, a few other additional ways you might want to get additional income, like short term, maybe you just need to sell something, you know, And I mean beyond the garage, so we can talk about that again. Probably need to do an an episode on how to get additional income. We'll just do one episode so we can get into some detail. But um, acquire income generating assets such as rental property people, I'm just telling you that is a really good asset to build some wealth on. Spruce up your space for location rentals, for photo shoots, meetings, or retreats. Um, So if you have the space, clean it up, get some nice pictures online. And rent out your spot. Uh, you can rent your RV or boat or your garage or attic. People need extra storage. They definitely need parking. So if you're in the big city, you could rent your driveway or parking lot. Um, you could even get a, rent- get, a rent- get a roommate or rent a room in your house. So brainstorm. The dollars are out there. You just need to find them and pick the ones that work best for you. Okay, so that was mostly talking to... At- the beginning, we we're talking mostly with people in the office, but we do want to spend some time talking to business owners. But before I do that, anything else for the?
1: No, because I know you. I know you have a lot to share, so I'm to be considerate <laughs> of that.
0: Let's see how fast we can get through this. So, listen, if you're on your business, you know the first you have many options. You do have options, okay? So don't stress. First thing is acquire new clients. Now I know that the V8 moment. But, um, you know, so that really means that you might need to increase your marketing spend, which sounds a little counterintuitive, but it will pay off as you onboard those new clients. And then as a multipreneur, I also look at ways how to create additional income streams within the business that you operate. Now, as a real estate broker, there's a lot of things I can do with my license, right? So it's not just selling houses. So... Anyway, but everyone's not a real estate broker, but you can look at additional income streams, such as introducing a new product or service that's related to what you offer that serves the same client base, start a partner referral program, which means you have people promoting your business for a percentage or a commission, right? So that's called affiliate marketing, but you are the, you are the payor of people who are out there promoting your business. So yeah, you're giving up a little percentage of the profit, but at the same time, it brings you in more clients because you have more people out there talking about your business. And same thing with leveraging relationships in particular, if you have um, vendors, you know, they have a vested interest in your success as it, it certainly impacts their bottom line. So work with them to renegotiate your credit lines, prices, and quantities. And that can really help you with, we talked about it briefly, your cash flow. Um, so utilize, you know, work with the trust that you've built up over time. Um, And that really can help you increase your cash flow and profit. You know what? Raise your rates. Okay, that's like, you know, the low hanging fruit. Uh, Studies show that new companies frequently underprice their goods or services out of fear. You cannot win by competing on price. Raise your Hmm. rates. The people that stay with you are the people that you want to work with. Now, that's income coming in, but you also have to manage your cash flow, which is the in and out of the money. So we mentioned your vendors. So talk to them to negotiate terms. Maybe um, you, you see like, in what's it say, net 10 or net 20. So you can get, uh, if you pay earlier, you can get a better discount. So you pay less money. Um, so talk about that. Or maybe you extend the contract and get a better rate. Maybe improve your productivity. Um, look at what's costing you money. Can you um, uh, save on production costs by utilizing technology? Can you automate some things? Can you outsource some things? That's not technology, but mm-hmm. still, so, mm-hmm. you know, look at your productivity. What is taking up, What is the best use of your time? And what is costing you money? So re re look at that. So so can I
1: add a on. little plug about outsourcing or? Uh, saving on production costs. One of the things, particularly for small businesses,
0: you were in procurement. You should have done this chapter. I'm sorry. Speak. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's
1: okay. <laughs> but there are too many who are trying to do it alone, mm. and so you increase cash flow just by sometimes one having a mentor to help you through some things. There are a lot of free mentors out there rather than paying somebody. And I mean, people who are in the business, okay? Free mentors. Another one- Don't run past that. Talk about SCORE. Well, SCORE, dating SCORE. So, you know, sometimes people, even when they've gone to these places, they forget about them. Mm -hmm. But SCORE has all sorts of things to help. I mean, they have free workshops, free workshops about, I mean, how to advertise, how to increase your- market share, how to get other people. So don't overlook the free. And and sometimes people don't, sometimes people think because it's free, it's not valuable, but that's not true. SCORE is, first of all, it's, it's national. Secondly, they're headquartered out of Washington, DC. These people are in the business. It is, that's what makes the country grow. And so, no, these are people who are giving up valuable information and time people who've been in the business who are sharing you know what they know so didn't want to run past that but I guess the other one is sometimes let's say somebody you need somebody do your accounting business you know uh, your operations management there is such a thing as sharing with other corporations where one business does it for several small businesses so I just wanted to those were the two things I wanted to share that there's a lot out there, um, and I said Score, but there's one other company which, so I support Score in Dayton, but also uh, One Source Center of Nonprofit Excellence is also national. Mm-hmm. So they operate regionally, but um, as they help companies, they have people can come out and do strategic planning for you, um, or work with you. They can do audits of. You know, of your company, they can just help you and whatever development things that you may need some help with. So, those all will improve your cash flow too, if you take advantage of them.
0: We need to do a, a podcast on business resources. I, I, we must. That's a must. So write that down. Um, so you can also delay expenses. Um, you know, obviously, if it's not going to help, you, hurt your credit. But you also maybe want to look at alternatives, uh, alternative ways to save money. You know, look at your phone bill. Those are usually the most ridiculous things. Every time I look at our phone bill and my credit, my wasn't my cell phone bill versus the office landline, I'm like, ugh. Um, it's all those taxes and fees. But anyway, sometimes you just need to renegotiate your rates or find a different vendor. Um, send your invoices early. Now, this actually annoys me when I'm on the receiving end. Because <laughs> so, one of our landscaping companies, they send their invoice for the month on the first three days. I'm like, well, you didn't perform any service. I don't want to pay you yet. Oh, yeah. but that doesn't mean that our accounting department, they, they pop it right up there for me to prove right away. Send your invoices early um, and get paid early. Um and then also check your inventory, you know, no need to overstock. You can what they call um JIT just in time inventory. That's a specific um inventory strategy. So kind of look at your inventory, you know, it's, it's anything have you overbought in some things that's not selling or under, you know, underbought in particular winners that you're losing money that you can't fill the order. So, you know, you do need to look at your inventory if you are the type of business that has inventory. Um, timing. Time is everything, actually, in that department. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, because I feel like I might have rushed you, that we are going to do a, we are going to do another episode on business resources because I think there's a lot of things that people are not aware of that's available to them and that they um, that can also help them. Um, and again, like I said, it's all about making money, so we we'll definitely need to talk about that. So, now this is how to get the money in. And how do we reduce the money going out? Let's look at reducing your debt. So, um, because again, it's not what, when I'm suggesting that to make more money is not so you can buy more things or charge more things on your credit card. I'm really looking at it for lifestyle, um, goals, if you will, but, and that includes the investing and acquiring more assets. That's really why I want you to have more money. Um, Okay, you can play with just $3, but after $3, the rest of it has to go to investing and asset acquisition. Now, again, so you need to set a goal. It's not about goals. That's what this whole year is about. You must set some major goals. Some um, Set a goal for how much you want to lower your debt, which means that you need to have a budget. We do hope you have a budget because we've talked about that way too many times. Um, you need to know your numbers what's coming in and what is going out and the part that's going out, that's the part we need to look at. You want to reduce that because that is really eating into your lifestyle and that's going to eat into your future and it's going to slow your growth. So again, for me, is I don't like to overshare, I'm looking at a 25% reduction. I girded myself and I wrote down all my, um, my debt and by debt, I mean like credit cards. I have a car payment right now. Um, um, you know, and then any other, I'm going to say big bills or recurring bills that you have to pay, um, that you have a balance that you're paying off. I guess that's what I'm looking at. Um, you know, also have a mortgage. I did not actually include the mortgage because I do need a place to live and, you know, some tax advantages there. So I'm not really, that is not on my list. It's my other bills. So I'm looking at a 25% reduction. It was not attractive. I'm like, huh, but it, for me, once I have a number, then I feel like, okay, now I know So this is something I can work toward. It's only going to be scary for five minutes. You just want to write everything down and add it up. Multiply. I did it. Multiply it by 25%. Your number may be different. You may have more debt. You may have less debt. I don't know. But just pick a specific number to work for. So, and then having done that, you want to pick a specific, I'm sorry, review your current budget and hopefully you have some discretionary income you hope you're not quite i hope you don't have more month than money <laughs> so um look at what you have available maybe some discretionary income to pay towards your debt so and or use the found money from some of the strategies that we talked about beforehand and how to increase your income use some of that money to reduce your debt um and I want, I'm going to suggest that you use one of these, a couple of strategies that we have here. You may have heard about before, but I'll just tell you what my favorite is, or the one that I use the most when I'm on a mission to pay down my bills is a snowball <clears throat> method. Um, and I, I choose this one because you can quickly see the results, right? And so that keeps you motivated to keep going. Um, first of all, never mind, it's a different conversation, but snowball means you have Credit cards, I know I think they charge you at least, it used to be like 3% of whatever your balance is. That's your minimum amount payment. Now, if you're just paying your minimums, that's going to take you much longer time to pay it off. So generally speaking, we would say pay more than your minimum. But let's just say this particular card that you the, with the lowest balance is where you start with on the snowball. You take the one with the lowest balance. And whatever your minimum payment is, right, is $35. I don't know. That's your minimum payment. Now you over here from either your additional income streams and or from your discretionary income, you found that you have another $200 that you can put toward reducing your debt. So you're going to take that $200 plus your minimum payment, and you're going to target it all towards this one bill until it's paid off. So let's just say you had a credit card for $3,000, one was $3,500, one was $5,000. So you want to take the one with the smallest balance due, which is a three thousand. So each month you're going to pay two thirty-five until that one is paid off, right? Um, and the other ones you're going to pay the minimum payment because you're just you want to you're going to keep paying them, but you're only you're targeting this one bill. Now let's just say I should have done the math. I always do that. <laughs> I know it's going to be more than six months. Let's just say it's nine months. It's not true, but let's just say for example. So let's just say after nine months you have paid that off. So now you have that $235. Really, remember you only started with 200, but now you pay that off. So you have the minimum payment plus your $200 is 235. You're going to go to the next lowest balance. You've been paying them down. So they have gone down a little bit. So the next one I said was 3,500. So now it's down to, I don't know, 3,200. You know, it doesn't go down much when you're paying the minimum with these interest rates. So Mm -hmm. that monthly payment was $50 because it had a higher interest rate. So you're going to take the $50 minimum payment for that second bill, plus your 235. So now you have 285, right? So a snowball is like you start small and you just keep building bigger. Um, That's why it's called snowball. So it's the minimum payment plus your discretionary. When you pay that off, you take that minimum and discretionary and add it to the next minimum. So whatever I just said, that's $285 now that you're paying on the second bill until it's paid off and so on. And so you're just making a snowball. Each month you take your discretionary plus your minimum on that one and you just pay that off. So I hope the hand gestures hope you see what that was supposed to work like. Good,
1: good explanation.
0: And then the avalanche, I'm not sure why it's called the avalanche, but for some people, they want to take the ones with the um, higher interest rate. Because, you know, it's the interest rates that kill you. And that's why people are happy to loan you money, because they're making money on the interest. So whatever your balance is, you have an interest that you pay every month. So whatever, you know, credit card, you need to look, again, so gird yourself for your credit card balances, and then also look at the interest rates that you're paying. So <clears throat> I don't know what a, a credit card rate is. I mean, depending on what your credit is, it might be, I don't know, say 10% up to 19%, for example. So if you have if you have a 10% credit balance card interest rate, you want to pay off the one that has the 19% because that is costing you the most money each, each month. So really like the snowball and again you're taking your discretionary income it's not just your minimum you're paying your found money and you're adding it to whatever your minimum is you want to pay that one off first because it is costing you the most money because the interest rate is higher so whichever method you choose choose one and knock out that debt and i said credit card there's other kind of debts there's personal loans there's car loans and there's other things that happen out there right now I'm just going to suggest that is, to me, that's reducing your debt. But then there's another people, another school of thought that says that you live on less than you make, which is okay. That does sound really good. But some of you may know who Grant Cardone is. He happens to be a billionaire and investor i guess he's a pretty well-known name um i think i heard the name several years ago but he recently resurfaced on youtube and i checked out a couple of his videos and one of the things he talked about was living on 20 percent of your income the 20 percent method is what i think he called it um <clears throat> and i did say in the beginning he's a billionaire so i mean yeah he could live on 20 percent of his income yeah but, right you know i did the exercise because i was just curious what would that look like uh so, if you can do it, great. So, again, take your income and figure out what twenty percent of that is. And and I looked at that number. I think it was I don't know twenty five hundred a month. And now I know in the beginning when I was in my twenties, I probably was happy to make twenty five hundred dollars a month. I'm a little bit older than my twenties now, but um, conceptually, if you didn't have a mortgage and or you know too many credit cards, maybe you could do it. But I think it's kind of out of the box thinking, but I think it could be doable depending what your income is. I'm suggesting maybe at least 30%. But do the math and see what, what that looks like. But for me, again, like I said, this came from a billionaire who has no, I think, no concept of how the real people live. Because um, that's a whole, there are some interesting conversations on how the quote unquote 1% live. Um, but I personally don't recommend self-deprivation. Um, so I'm suggesting if that is, an, an do the exercise, just see what the number is. But yes. Yes. you need to increase your income so that, you know, that 20%, maybe that is an actual doable number because you have more money. And so your 20% is a higher number. But um, I, I think, you know, check it out and see if that is that's that is an extreme measure. But um, I... I, I Don't, I'm about living today instead of, you know, being miserable. Um, So that is a bit of a challenge, but who knows? See what your 20% is and see what that looks like. Maybe you want to take it up to 30 or 50%. Just don't spend every nickel you get is really the bottom line, but um, check out the 20% method. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I said, huh. So I
1: don't know how helpful that is, my dear. because like I said it depends on what
0: your income is.
1: So with that being said, okay,
0: let's get out the realistic action items. How's that? That's where <laughs> I was headed. I just wanted to throw out that last little interesting tidbit. Yeah. It, it's something
1: worth, it's entertaining.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta have some, you gotta have some goals. That's right. <laughs> um, so we hope you're excited about some of the ideas that we've given you today. Uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day, we want you to know there is changes possible. Um, And we want you to be able to achieve your goals. And so that's why we were trying to give you some ideas. Um, As always, our purpose is to help you increase your income while being purposeful with how you spend it. And so as I run out of air in here, today's action items, determine exactly how much more money that you want or need to earn. What is your 2022 goal in this area? And remember, that needs to be a specific number. Got it? Okay, it's right there. We'll put it on paper. Determine which of the strategies we mentioned makes sense for you to start with. We gave you several ideas on how you could increase your income, whether you work in the op- or work as a W-2. As a business owner, we gave you way too many ideas. You did not know mm-hmm. you had all those options, did you? <clears throat> and, you know, these are the things that we came up with But, you know, you could do some research on your own, but we're going to suggest that you also start brainstorming other ideas on how you can increase your income and choose at least three. Because it's just like investing. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to have options. So choose three different ways to increase your income. And listen, here's here's one of the things that when I was doing my exercise, if you already have multiple income streams, um, look at them individually and see how you can increase income in the different areas. Like if you own rental property, is it time for you to raise your rent? You know, if you are um, working, are you due for a raise? Um, Or if you just, like I said, take one of those other ideas on the additional ideas on how to increase income. Um, You know, if you have clients, is it time for you to raise your rates? So again, those are like three of the things that I was working on. And I looked at the different areas I'm like, "Hmm." You know, this could really make a difference to my bottom line. So any more action items? Because I kind of like those. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I hope that they were helpful. Um, uh, and it only counts if you do the work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So remember, the key difference between multipreneurs and wannapreneurs is that multipreneurs take action. So get out there and grow we're rooting for you the
1: work that was very inspirational
0: thank you okay so we are super excited this is this is gonna be a really good year so don't you miss a single episode um be sure to tune in March 20th our next episode will be the status of BIPOC women today um changing the trajectory. Another meaty conversation. And I think I forgot to say this at the beginning, so I'm going to say it now. If you have not done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. We have got the goods for you. And if you want to support us, the best way you can support us, in addition to subscribing, is tell a friend, right? Um we appreciate having you here. We enjoy our conversations and we want you, you know, if you can help us get the word out, that is super awesome. So our, we're going to take, like I said, a deep dive into improving our financial literacy, your financial literacy, so that we can not only improve our lives, but also the lives uh, improve our communities. So mm-hmm. another exciting episode coming up. So make sure that you tune in for that. One. Okay. Very good.
1: All right. Very good.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pink Passport Society, Larissa Troach, founder and leadership coaching, mentoring connections with Cecilia Benford.